You know, if my mother was still around today, I know that she'd love to keep the conversations going with some of today's stars and see how they would answer her questions. And now, Rosie O'Donnell talks to Lucy. I want to ask you some questions. They're impromptu answers I want, but it sort of gives me and my listeners an insight. So let's just have some short impromptu answers. Don't try to go too much into detail, but just have fun. But they're honest answers. Okay, perfect. Is there anything that you would really like to do that you can't do? Well, I would say surf. I've always loved to go to the beach, and I always admire the surfers. And I've tried a couple times to have lessons and paddling out is a big challenge for me. So the one thing I'd love to do that I don't know how to do is surf. Who would you most like to be in the history of the world? Yeah, I think, you know, I would choose some woman pioneer like um, Harriet Tubman, somebody who was brave and ferocious in her time when it wasn't really acceptable for women to be that. And I don't know, that Cynthia Erino movie really uh, captivated me in order to start to learn a lot more about about her and her life, which we should be taught in schools, but are we? No, we're really not. So uh, I would say Harriet Tubman. Did you know that this is what you were going to do while you were growing up? Is this what you always wanted to be? This is all that I ever wanted to be. Never a moment of thinking anything else. I I had a dream as a little kid, and it involved Broadway and Barbara and watching I Love Lucy and seeing the camaraderie with Vivian Vance and knowing that that was a woman who created her own studio at a time when women were not able. Like, I had facts about Lucy. She wasn't just the funny lady on TV. I knew all about her sort of inventing kind of the sitcom. And I don't know. I think all of that formed into the certainty that this is what I wanted to do, this is what I would do, this is what I had to do. And my dad would always say to me, why don't you get something to fall back on? And I said, because I have no intention of falling back. I'm going balls to the wall, so to speak, you know. And, uh, and I knew it. And one time I was sitting at a restaurant and Bette Midler was there with her young daughter, Sophie, and all the kids that, are, that we were like 21, 22, from Star Search were eating there and we saw Bette Midler and all of the people on the show went over and talked to her and got an autograph. And I wouldn't go because I said to myself, when we become friends, she's going to feel really weird that I was that kid who interrupted her dinner with her or lunch with her daughter. You know, it was like I had this crazy certainty that nobody could shake from me. What entertains you or amuses you the most? Definitely children, Lucy. I can sit with a child all day and at any family gatherings when there's adult tables and kids tables, you'll find me at the kids tables because I am endlessly entertained by every aspect of childhood. I would say I'm almost addicted to it. When I turned 50, I had a choice, get a facelift or an infant, you know, and I chose the infant because they keep me young and they keep me, you know, alive and and, uh, just seeing world from their perspective. And uh, I'm 60 this this year, I'll be turning 60. My days of having infants are over. I know grandkids are gonna come and I have two already, but she lives in another state and it's complicated. But uh, I'm, I'm very, very addicted to children. What bores you? 
You know, I'm rarely bored, Lucy. Um, there's always something to ingest, you know, some piece of art, some TV show. I'm still totally marinated in all the TV show. I get so much satisfaction from wonderful television series and, and you know, documentaries and film. And, and I love to paint and to craft. And I have a little one who's, you know, needs a lot of uh, of attention like all little ones do. And I don't really find myself getting bored. You know, if, if I have a day where I don't have to do anything, I go to the beach and sit there for hours, happy as can be, hearing the waves crash and watching the kids play. So I'm really never bored. Do you apologize often to anyone? I apologize to people when I feel I've wronged them. But I don't really make public apologies for my opinions. You know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, when you're given a platform to a microphone, you have a responsibility to represent those who don't have that access. And I've always known that in my career. I've always thought as a young kid when my mother got sick that if Johnny Carson's mom was sick, he'd ask everyone to send in a dollar and and they would get the medicine for the mother. So this is my simplistic thinking as a nine, 10 year old girl uh, trying to make sense of the world that we were living. So I, I thought that there was something also immortal because none of my people that I loved on TV had died. You know, I was in the midst of it. Florence Henderson was, you know, alive and wells. And, you know, I remember um, meeting Lucy that one time on the last series that she did when I was doing Star Search. And she walked by me in the room. Uh, I was visiting Gail Gordon. Some of the boys on the show were friends with him. So I went with them. And uh, there she was. And I couldn't believe it. She had on like a sweatsuit thing and her hair was very Lucy. And she walked by and that husky voice said, good night, Gail. And I just looked right at her. I didn't say one thing. But I remember it as being like the first person that I met up close and personal that had changed my life and how overwhelming that was to me. You know, if my mother was still around today, I know that she'd love to keep the conversations going with some of today's stars and see how they would answer her questions. And now Lorna Luft talks to Lucy. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would you give me some quick answers? Okay. If you were not in the business, what would you like to be doing? I I don't actually know because I don't know anything but this business. I think that when you come from, for instance, a family of lawyers, somebody's going to be a lawyer. And if you come from a family of doctors, somebody's going to be a doctor. So I don't think I did anything unusual by going into the family business. But I've never really thought of anything else I wanted to do. So I, I, I can't really think of anything that I would have chosen because I knew I wanted to sing. What is your favorite type of entertainment? Something in the genre of the musical comedy. Because I think that laughter is such a huge part of healing and I think that laughter is so important to all of us. And I think that going and seeing a musical with a great score and great lyrics and great direction is so great. And I think it's vital that young people today get to go to the theater. 
and they get to see what is going on, whether it is a show that is new, whether it is a brand new written show, or if it is a revival. So my favorite form of entertainment would be the theater. What do you like about yourself the most? I think what I like is that I find the funny in pretty much everything I do every day. And I think that having a sense of humor uh, about yourself is uh, a saving grace. And I have found that my sense of humor has gotten me through a great deal of rough times and a great deal of times where I think I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to find the humor. And I think it's my sense of humor. That's the one thing that I do uh, like about myself. I, I, I treasure that. Um, and I think that that is what I look for also in other people. Tell me, have you been happy being a working mother? I think that when my mother was a working mother, um, it was something unusual because being a, a child of the 50s and the 60s, that was unusual. So I grew up watching my mom go to work um, either on a movie set or in concerts or on television. Um, so uh, being a working mother wasn't unusual for me, and I did find joy in that. Um, did I find it difficult at times? Yeah, I did. But I found a way to, I guess, find a balance of what I wanted to do as far as my work went. I wanted to make sure that I never was shortchanging my children. And it was hard because when they were little, I was on the road with the Broadway show Guys and Dolls for two years. And that was difficult because I think when you're in uh, one space, if you're making, let's say, a film or a television show or any kind of Broadway show that you're in one space, I find that you can, I guess you can make more of a schedule. But when you're on tour, you really do have to balance both. And it is a, it's a unique juggling act. But listen, there are a lot of us who do it. And I think you have to find that medium of making sure that your children are not feeling shortchanged and nor is your show that you're doing eight shows a week. So I think there is a balancing act. But because I watched my mother and was on the road with my mother throughout my entire childhood, I think I watched her and I think she set it up pretty good so I knew what I was doing, hopefully, when I decided that I wanted to go into a business that is incredibly insecure and to realize how grateful you have to be when you are working. If you had a full year, a sabbatical year, to do anything you wanted to, what would you do? Uh, well, I think we've gone through that this year. You know something? Because we have been in our homes and we have been not working, the one thing that I would say is what I would really want to do is I want to go back to work in front of a live audience. I'm grateful for the technology that we have had that we can communicate in, but I'm really sort of done with the word Zoom 
and I'm really sort of done with being a Hollywood square or not having the feedback of a live audience. And I'm really looking forward to going back and standing on a stage, wherever that may be, and looking out at an audience and seeing their faces and seeing their appreciation for what I do. And so the answer to that is if I wanted to take the sabbatical, what I would do is say, I want to go back to work. What would you like to do, uh, given a chance, if uh, tomorrow you were going to start a big, wonderful picture? What type of part would you like it to be? You know, when I think about being offered roles right now, I don't think we have the luxury of being picky. I think because of the industry and because of there are so many devices now besides motion pictures and just besides television and with the streaming and all of the other outlets. I I don't think there is a role that I can say that this is what I want to do. I think I'm grateful for roles that are coming along because the industry has changed so very, very much. And I think that audiences will appreciate when you do what they think you're going to do or you do something that is unusual. I just think that right now is a time for for all of us to, I guess, really, really be grateful that our agents are calling us and sending scripts, whether it be for a film or a television or anything like that, because it's been a really tough time. So my feeling is that I just want to go back to uh, work in any of the genres that are available right now. And unfortunately, I don't think we sort of have that luxury of sitting back and saying, I think I'll wait for this role to come along. I think it's called, when do we start? When do we, you know, when do I have a costume fitting? What do you think of today's young people? I don't envy the fact that technology follows them 24-7. I don't envy the fact that when I went to school and if something happened to me, when I came home, it didn't come home with me. That is something that young people are dealing with. I think the stress of the, I don't know what you want to call the name of social media. I have called it a lot of things. I think it's a real double-edged sword. I think if you use it in a way for advertising and for helping your career or helping yourself or finding out things that are helpful to you as far as your education, as far as that. But when you open it up and people can bully you and people can come in and say awful things, that's when I have to say, I hate it. I really do. And I think that the phones, um, I think they've become like almost part of their being. I, I, I don't think it stops at your fingers. I think that, you know, that everybody I've known has a phone. And the instant news, the instant everything that comes out, sometimes I think, well, that's 
great that we have it. And then sometimes I really do feel I need to turn it off and I need to not see this 24 hours a day. And that's what I'm feeling about young people. I'm feeling also that they are losing their ability to learn to write a letter, to learn about handwriting, to learn about what it is like to receive a love letter. And I don't mean an email. I mean an actual handwritten thank you or love letter. I I find that to be sad. I find that to be something that I treasure and that I, I've tried to instill into my children about writing a handwritten note and how much people appreciate it. But I think it that's going to be something that we're not going to have very much because of these the technology and how easy it is to do things, but it's also very easy to hide behind. I just feel that we just can't lose communication like we are right now.